Rodgers scrambles he's left, winds up, Brady Bob. He's got time in the 10 to the 5, yes. to the end zone. Touchdown, Darren Sproles, gone! Touchdown, Eagles! This is the Root and Why Podcast, talking all things NFL. Now here's your hosts, Root and Why. Yep, it's Wooten Y again. Back again. NFC this time. NFC preview time. If you missed the AFC preview time, you can listen to it after this. Or if you want, you can go back. If you're, if you're an alphabetical guy and want to listen to AFC first. Yeah, if you back. only like the NFC, you can just tune in now. The NFC is definitely a far more fascinating division, division this year, it's I think. Division? Another division. Did I start off, off the bat. Uh, it's, it's been a long day. A lot of planning, a lot of uh, predicting, a lot of games discussed and teams discussed so uh please check out our afc preview let's get straight into the nfc preview and one of the most fascinating divisions in the nfc is your nfc east your beloved nfc east a lot of tv time for the nfc east with the with the big markets and, and rightly so because they're far more entertaining they're far more well-run organizations <laughs> despite the washington myself. nickname football team yeah let's start with dallas though uh haven't been in the headlines at all this week. Uh, under the radar, no one talks about them. Dallas Cowboys, nine and a half is the win total in Vegas. Over is 220. Under is a dollar 69. Nice. Uh, and this team. Real mature. Why? A lot of this either all games, we had a lot of either. If you missed our AFC preview, we have given, we've both given the teams win and loss records. And then we've also got what we call either all games where they're games where we could, See them either win or lose. Uh, you know, there's not definite games, so that uh, that affects their ceiling and their floor. And a lot of these, a lot of these teams, we have just massive amounts of either or games because this division's so close, and there's a lot of question marks about a number of teams. So for Dallas, I have them going ten and six with thirteen either or games. You have them nine and seven with fourteen either or games. A lot of it comes down to the Zeke Elliott suspension. Six games is yeah. what's in at the moment, and either or six or <laughs> zero. Uh, or four. We don't know what's going to happen with Zeke, and that really affects a lot of what we think about Dallas. Obviously, they've lost Doug Free and Ronald Leary and replacing them with Jonathan Cooper and uh, Lael Collins. So trying to replace that and then make do with suspensions early on on the defensive line, and they've got a lot of rookies playing in their secondary. It's a lot of question marks that we need to answer early on to know how good we know, how good we think Dallas can be overall. We do know this. Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. They've got a good running game. They've got a good offensive line. That's going to keep them competitive in, in just about every single match they play. Yeah. Um, wide res- you know, they're, they're set on offense, pretty yep. much. I'm fine with them on offense, I think. Um, if Zeke is suspended, McFadden will be more than serviceable. He has shown that he can be you know, the bell cow in Zeke's absence. I think from that point of view, they'll be fine. There are a lot of question marks about their defense, secondary in particular. I think that, I mean, a lot of teams in the NFL seem to have that problem. It is a tough area. I mean, it's a it's a passing league now, so yes. secondaries are obviously scrutinized far more than yep. they used to be. So they're just some of the toughest positions to play outside of quarterback. It's just it's an easy scapegoat, really. Yep. If uh, you know, if you get torched, your secondary is bad. So yep. anyway. Dallas, either or 14 games for me. <laughs> That's a lot. It's so hard. It's nearly the entire season. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and it's hard with their, 
D-line too with suspensions and injuries. Anthony Hitchens injury. Damon Wilson could, could find himself suspended. Nolan Carroll's had a few issues as well. Um, but Demarcus Lawrence, obviously, and Tyrone Crawford are going to be their, their, their huge contributors. It's just good to see uh, as well um, Jalen Smith on the field again after his devastating injury, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of, you know, my projections for the team also uh, just plays into last season was such a fairy tale. And how they how they for went. Summer was a nightmare for Romo believers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was there was it was it was a fairy tale. Some games where not that it, they didn't deserve to win because they did win. So they they just flat out did deserve to win. But there were those games that you know you could have seen go either either way. And mm-hmm. because it was you know the rookie quarterback, the rookie running back, and things like that, teams will. Teams have seen their game plan now. They've seen what they can do. They're they're going to be it's more well adapting. prepared yeah. and things like that. And when they when they've when it comes to those games that could have went either way last year, more likely than not, some will then go to the other team. Yeah, and it won't go to Dallas. Exactly what we talked about with the Chargers. You know, one and eight in close games last year could very easily flip and and turn things. Uh, a difference between a seven win and a ten win season can ultimately be a couple of plays and a couple of you know balls bouncing your way. But in saying all that, I believe in Dak Prescott. I think he's a great player. I think he's a really smart quarterback, and I think that they're going to be pushing for double digit wins every year that he starts uh, in the NFL because I think he's a he's a really really good quarterback. Uh, let's move on to the New York Giants. So it was nine and seven, ten and six. Yeah. Yes, I had I had ten and six. Yes, uh, the New York Giants. Let's look at their win total, and they are at eight and a half uh, with the Vegas uh, casinos. Dollar seventy one over, two twenty under. Now this team's very. I call them the the NFC's Bengals in terms of they've got absolutely a plethora of weapons, but can they overcome an obvious obvious offensive line issue where they have just uh, I don't want to say. Yeah, I will. They're crap. The crap left tackle and right tackle. They've got Bobby Hart and Eric Flowers suddenly at their, their tackle positions, and it's just a, a clear and obvious weakness. Um, Eli Manning can't sort of find Marshall and, and Beckham Jr. and Evan Ingram, who looks really, really, really good as well. If he's not getting time, if he's going to be under pressure all the time, it makes Eli Manning look old. Yeah, and just to look at the NFC East as a whole, like you mentioned that the Giants... You know, their weaknesses at tackle position. All these teams seem to have strengths where the others have weaknesses. Yep. So it just shows you how even across the board this entire division is. And like you just said, you know, I can see Philadelphia getting beaten, like torched deep by Dallas. And at the same time, I can see Philadelphia torching the um, offensive line of the Giants. And then, you know, you can see possibly... Washington's just consistent offense upsetting Dallas, and I yep. mean it just constant rotation. It's so so hard. You can you see all that happening. We I have them at eight and eight. They're my highest either or team. Fifteen out of sixteen games just, to me are just, just so mixed on them. They could go either way, and I it it, it, it <laughs> a lot of it comes down to a lot it's of it so comes huge. down to. <laughs> You know OBJ and how he how he comes back with his you know whole you know shaky how's he going to be to start the season? Um, yep. Does Brandon Marshall gel with everything? Yeah, he apparently is getting he's taking old. a little bit slower up to learn this offense than usual. So yeah. that's something to watch. Eli, obviously in his fortieth year, the run game has looked bad behind this offensive line too. If they can't 
establish the run to make them a dual threat of an offense, that's going to hurt them a little bit. Yeah, and so people before the preseason were going into this, looking at this team on paper, paper going, okay, defense, really, really good. Defense Loving is it. so solid. Loving it. It is really good, though. And then you were like, okay, offensive line... Shaky, but we can we can probably we might be able to do something with that. We do have these these terrific wide receivers that I mean OBJ is the nearly the ultimate throw up and get it somehow guy. He's the ultimate everything. Yeah, he'll just catch it with two <laughs> fingers. And he'll he'll go up and grab it and Brandon Marshall's the guy in the red zone that you just throw it towards and he'll just bring it down somehow. Then you've got, you know, your new your new Butte and Evan Ingram. With Sterling Shepard just roaming in between everyone. Yeah. So the offense looks really good there. But now there's a lot of question marks. Like you said, the running game looks a bit suspect behind this offensive line. And I don't know. There's so much confusion. That's yeah. why I see them at 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. But either or could be. Like twelve, like a 12-game win the division from them would not shock me no, at all. Like, well, there you go. That's what we saw. But an Eli regression year and some Geno Smith maybe, uh, you know, yeah, could, Has could be Eli disaster. been in the regression year for quite some time? He's been he he showed signs of age last year. I think for the first time in a while, in a long time. I think he he for the first time in his career because he's played a lot of games. He's he's been he's been hit a lot, but seems to not miss games. But for last year, he looked old for the first time in his career for for me. Um, he looked didn't quite look Eli like at, at times, and even Eli's ceiling's not that great anyway. Um, but. We'll uh, digress to the Washington football team and their uh, win total is at seven and a half over at two dollars thirty, under at a dollar sixty seven. This is a team that I, I don't know. Like I find that I can't grasp them. I I don't know what like they're such a weird team to get a read on. Um, they've got a lot of new pieces on offense. Obviously, they need time to gel, and we saw a bit of rust in the preseason. But for me, like I look at their roster, what's their massive strength? Like, what is their ultimate strength? But then I look at it on the other side. They don't have a glaring, glaring weakness, but they're just sort of run-of-the-mill at, like, a lot of things. Yeah, and I... I, See, I look at Kirk Cousins and, you know, I see above-average quarterback. He he has the ability to, you know, really keep them in the game. He he isn't... Yes, he does have his flaws and his problems and his, you know... Yep. When it comes down to pressure, there are times when he will, you know... He'll cave, yep. but I look at their I look at their offense. I see I see Terrell Pryor. You know they've got that big red zone target. You've got Crowder, who is just that pure volume guy who's going to be you know carve the, up the slot. Yeah, exactly. Then you've got Jordan Reed when healthy is a complete difference maker at tight end. He's just he is absolutely terrific in tight end at tight end. But his ability to stay on the field and you know with concussion after concussion, there's huge question marks among there. other injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's that. You do have Josh Doxson coming on, who is, you know, that's another young rookie who you know, he could he could make this t- or take this offense to a new level. Yep. So there is that ability there. Was a first round pick, but yeah, we had to see it on the field yeah. in regular season. So there are question marks around there, but you do see, you know, quite a solid offense. There's nothing that super duper to get excited no, about I mean. like, but just... you don't see any glaring weakness of this offense so you just think you know they'll they'll put up points and as long as their defense yeah. can keep them keep, like keep their offense yeah. on the field they should be all right that's why they had the most either all games for me i have them at 7 and 9 but it could be 9 and 7 could be 10 and 6 could be 5 and 11 i i just can't grasp this team and a part of that is cuz like and it's kind of funny that Kirk Cousins is their quarterback cuz i can't really grasp him yet as a passer i 
I honestly, I change my opinion on Kirk Cousins all the time. Yeah. Well, okay. So when I looked at them, I, I took it, I put these kind of glasses on. I. Green and white ones. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I looked at them and I said, all right, say, say they're a six out of 10 team. And then when I looked at it across the board, I looked at all the, the teams that were, that were coming up against and I said, all right, this is, are they better than just this vanilla team? And then I just went, yes, 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 like that. That's, so uh, they have my least amount of either all games in the division. Yep. Because of, I just think, you know, that team is better than just above average. That team is, you know, yep. great. Yes, they may be, have their off days, but I'm banking on them not to have an off day against a team that's just yep. neutral. Makes sense? Yeah, it does. It's just a, such a tough division, as we said. Uh, moving on to your beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Eight and a half is the win total, over $1.87. Under is $1.95. Now, you know, we've talked about how good the Giants' uh, defensive line is and how bad their offensive line is. And then we look at the other way around where the Cowboys have a really strong offensive line but a, a, a bad defensive line. I think the Eagles, if you're basing it purely on the trenches in terms of overall quality... Um, they might not quite have the pinnacle of the Dallas offensive line or the Giants defensive line, but they're they're just so good across both lines. Their trenches are so well built. Their trench warfare. You want to you want to pick the Eagles. Yeah, and I was really quite nervous about the offensive line for Philly before going into the season and yep. preseason and things like that. Because there are so there were so many rotating pieces, there were I'm gonna move, you know, this player to guard now and I'm gonna swap swap sides and now I want them to play right guard instead of left guard and things like that. And there was all these questions like that. But the players seem to have really adapted mm. and, you know, just taken these positional changes it's just good depth as well. Terrifically. And when I was I was really hoping that, you know, Jason Peters is getting on, so Lane Johnson, his eventual move to left tackle is something that, you know, will eventually happen. So yep. it's going to take time, but, you know, Jason Peters still looks good. Yep. He still looks good, even though he's 47 or whatever he is. But I was thinking, I was still a bit skeptical, you know, if he goes down, how will that, how will the line handle that? But the organization must feel terrific if they're, if they're sending Tobin to the Seahawks for picks and yep. things like that. So, they must feel really good about it, and no, you can't complain about the line. When nah. you, when your line is, you've got Brandon Graham, you've got Vinnie Curry, you've got Chris Long, you've got um, Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox, Barnett, you've got uh, looks good. Jordan uh, Hicks. Did you hear that, Laurie? Yeah, Laurie. Man, Michael Kendricks Barnett's had the preseason of his life. He looks great, and yeah, I am forgetting. Who did Mate, we you acquire? acquired Who did Ronald we acquire? Darby to complete your secondary. Who did we acquire from... I'm saying we. Who did the Philadelphia Eagles acquire from the Ravens? I've gone blank. Timmy Jernigan. Timmy Jernigan. Come on, mate. There you go. I didn't even mention Darby. That was The corner was a huge hole, and you've plugged that up with a guy who, in his first start for the Eagles, got sought revenge on the Buffalo preseason revenge game. Get around it. Yeah. But for me, the issue with how I only have the Eagles at 8-8... Eight and eight, is Carson Wentz. What Carson Wentz are we going to get? And for me, I am mixed on Carson Wentz. I, Yes, he has the tools and the tangibles, but he overthrows a lot of simple routes, and that's a concern. It is, and I do, I, I agree, and I think a lot of it could go, a lot of it could go the way that, you know, he 
he does have that same kind of season where he is overthrowing people. I mean, it's it's tough to throw overthrow Alshon Jeffrey. He's a <laughs> Wentz did it. huge guy, and <laughs> Wentz still did it in preseason. Numerous but times. everything coming out of um, camp is saying how good Wentz looks. Yeah. And then in preseason, you saw flashes where it was perfectly oh. put on a plate and other times where it sailed over the head. Yeah. And, and you just think, the inconsistencies there. But you think... I- yeah, he's you, a rookie. You a see things, player. you see things, and you think that was so perfectly placed, and then you're like, that was Bortles esque. So it's yeah. it's really difficult to grasp. I think as the season progresses and he gets comfortable with Alshon and things like that, it'll be better. Yeah. So you may, worried about maybe receiver eight, depth? Receiver depth behind Alshon only. Yeah, I think oh, obviously Alshon, but if Alshon goes down, he had a history of injuries. Tory Smith, Nelson Aguilar, and Mac Hollins aren't exactly. I I am Enough. comfortable with those three. Okay, you're all in on Mac Hollins. I am. Yeah, I really great name. I do think Mac Hollins. And is we were a good forgetting player. Zach Ertz as well. Yes. Uh, so what did you have the Philly Eagles at? I had them at eight and eight. So oh, okay. I had I had Dallas winning the division at nine and seven, and the three trailing teams behind them all on eight and <laughs> that, eight. That uh, that sums up the NFC East in a nutshell. I think we'll uh, <laughs> leave it at that. Three eight and eight teams. That will be interesting to see. Uh, moving on to the NFC West, and we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. Their win totals eight and a half over at dollar sixty seven under at two dollars thirty. Obviously, the concern or the talk is around Carson Palmer. Um, he is getting old and older. Sorry, not old. Still, is old. But no, he's ancient. For a quarterback, he's quite old. But he finished the year so strong, so I don't really have as much concern about Carson Palmer as others do. I feel like he's getting quite well. My issue is, you know, the wide receiver depth. If John Brown breaks down, he's had some some injury issues, and then for them replacing Kalei Campbell, and obviously a healthy Honey Badger back is a, is a massive help. Palmer came on strong um, to finish the season. Yes, uh, yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> That's when he finished. Yesteryear. Yesteryear. Um, Good save. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Got your back, mate. Last season. Um, yeah, so I, I, there was a lot of question marks surrounding how his, uh, was it, was it his shoulder? Yeah, it was a little bit of everything, shoulder and arm. After the after the terrific he, season he had two years ago, and just just the leaps and bounds that team was making to what happened last year, I think it's, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm looking at my prediction of ten and six, as both, I'm very optimistic that it, it was a down year, they'll bounce back and things like yeah, that. And, and at the same time, I'm like, he's still, he's another year older. Yeah. The, you know, the players that were, you know, terrific two seasons ago are all obviously two years older from then. Yep. It's a difficult, it's a difficult prediction, but I, when I break it down game by game, I do see that they, they do come out superior. A lot of the time. Yeah, four wins off the bat at San Fran and the Rams. You, you, if you're presuming they beat the Rams, you know, home and away, the Rams are going to be a tough out. We'll talk about them in a minute. But Arizona lost a couple of games last year off Chandler Catanzaro missing kicks and, and missing crucial easy kicks that should be made. So, you know, if you just rely on some of the, the ball bouncing the other way, similar to the Chargers, what we mentioned in our AFC preview, they're going to be much better. And I feel like this is the final window in the, in the Carson Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald window for the Cardinals, and I think they'll have a, uh, they'll make a good go of this, and I think they'll make the playoffs. I've got them at ten and six as well, so we're both firmly in the over of the eight and a half. Let's move on to Seattle, and that's a team that we're both high on, and, and even higher on after uh, the Sheldon Richardson acquisition overnight. The win total is ten and a half over a dollar seventy four under two dollars fifteen. 
They gave up Jermaine Curse in a second round pick, but they get Sheldon Richardson mixed in with like Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, Frank Clark. It, it's a it's a stellar stellar defensive line. It is it is flat out scary. I didn't even mention Jaron Jer- Reed in there. Are they are they trying like, to get back to that? That whole defense, yeah, scary defense kind of thing. It is. It that is, was. That is the on paper they are filthy good on defense. It is. It is really scary uh, how good they're going to be on defense uh, this season. You know, it's eight of the Seahawks' eleventh defensive starters have made a Pro Bowl. Five of them in the front seven, and one of the exceptions is Frank Clark, and he had ten sacks last year. So you're talking about a defense that's started. We haven't even talked about the Legion of Boom yet. Um, healthy L. Thomas back. It, it's just an unbelievable defense. And I know their offensive line is is bad, and we know it's bad. But Russell Wilson's a type of mobile quarterback that can make up for that badness. And he can find your Doug Baldwins and your Paul Richardsons and your Tyler Lockett's and still put up plenty of points. You don't have to score many points a game when you have a defense like this. And that is when when they were having those terrific seasons, when the Legion of Boom were booming. Is that pathetic? A little bit. Um, I'll pay it. That's, that's what they were doing. They, they, they obviously had those games where they were just, you know, emphatic in victory and would just win by, you know, 20, 30 points. But there was yep. a lot, a lot, a lot. That's pathetic. <laughs> yeah. English. A lot, a lot, a lot. There, there was many games, many, Much many, better. many games where they were only grinding out 10 point wins max. Yep. And that was a lot to, that was a lot to do with how stingy their defense was and their offense was that just I'm just going to run you into the ground with Lynch game and yes they don't have that play that mean they have Fat Eddie who's not going to be like that (laughs) but you know that that is a big body that they they're going to try to use in a similar Mm. way I'm guessing they're going to have that that rotating three Thomas Rawls and and even Chris Carson there you go and with a Jimmy Graham who you know looked better last year boy finished the year so strong so I, they have options there, and like you said, yes, their offensive line is a bit shaky, but when you have a mobile quarterback, it doesn't affect them as much. Yep. If you have, you know, an old pocket passer. Like a Carson Palmer. Like a Carson Palmer. You need that stout yep. offensive line. So I think Wilson yep. will... I'm trying to think of the word here. He will... Ballerina around those... Uh, he does those he pirouettes. Does. He, he He's very good at those. I, I To be honest, the best pirouette um, quarterbacks were Romo and Big Ben. I love it when they do it. And it's just super slow. Especially because and you think, Big how, Ben's so big. How did that happen? <laughs> clock, but yeah. A literal clock tower pirouetting. Uh, we mentioned offensive line. We didn't even mention... DJ Humphreys for Arizona, that's a huge question mark for them and a, a key player for them. If he can hold up in protection at left tackle, that'll go a long way to help Arizona. But we both have Seattle storming on the over uh, the over 10.5 that, that Vegas has set. You've got them at 14 and 2, and I've got them at 12 and 4, and we've got them with very little either-or games. Those either-or games coming up against sort of Green Bay and your Atlantas um, and, and things like that, and possibly Arizona on the road. Moving on to San Francisco, and... This was hard. This was hard to do when we were going through their team because uh, we wanted them to improve. We we want them to get better, and we think they will be better with you know Kyle Shanahan play calling. He's one of the best play callers in the NFL. Great offensive mind. We know that. We know what he did with Atlanta. Brian Hoyer is a solid quarterback. He's a he's a okay gap you know bridge quarterback. He's just a great guy. He's a, he's a solid guy, <laughs> but. It was hard to give them more than their four and a half Vegas win total, and I, I struggled. And 
I've we got, didn't. <laughs> you you had them at four and twelve. I had them at two and fourteen, and it, and it killed me because I think they'll be competitive and they'll make things interesting. I really like their defensive front seven. I think they absolutely stacked on that part, but their corner situation, their secondary is one of the worst in the league. So, and their offensive line is is very, 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 very average. Their offensive line, and you've got to play that defensive front of Seattle that we just mentioned, and the Rams as well twice a year. Yeah, it'll be. You know, just train station turnstiles for them yep. running through that offensive line. I'm just there's there's going to be games where Sam France catch a lucky break somehow, and I just see this offensive this this offense of Shanahan just somehow catching a late win or getting out to a really early lead and then just hanging on. Yep. I'm really hoping that. Uh, once again, we, we, we said it all last season. We were glad to see that, yes, San Francisco was losing, but we were seeing glimpses out of a, def- a young defense the way we were seeing things. Um, uh, yeah, so from their good. front seven in particular, just coming on leaps and bounds towards the end of the year and we're thinking, you know, this is really good. Yes, their offense is lacking talent. It, mm, it just, massive. it is. And that's, that's pretty much what it comes down to. I think. With a few veterans um, added to the secondary, probably next year with some, you know, with obviously just talent thrown here or there on the offense, you can see it being a completely different team. So yeah. I think they're just a couple of years away from getting there, and that's why Shanahan is on a six-year deal. Yep. But um, <laughs> it might take six years to slowly build up there. Yeah, but there is talent there, and I, I just see there's going to be those games where you know they're all fired up, something's happened, they're all around each other, and they're like, you know, let's win this. So I, I, I have given them four wins. You've given them two, but we're both still. Yep. We're looking at the same. I Francisco wanted to give 49ers. them more. I really did. I just struggled. I, I as I a team, really... that's going to struggle. Yeah, and we're we're rooting for our boy Solomon Thomas as well, and uh, a guy to keep an eye out is George Kittle. He's a he's a fun, exciting tight end to watch. Obviously, they they love him given that they traded Vance McDonald. Moving on to the LA Rams, and the LA Rams win total is currently set at five and a half. Pick them at the moment, dollar ninety one each way. Uh, we expect some improvement out of them, and just the sheer. Um, any moving on from Jeff Fisher to anyone is an upgrade. Moving on from Jeff Fisher to a guy like Sean McVay, who has a, has a track record of helping young quarterbacks, is is a good upgrade for them. And just on that alone, I'm expecting a much better offense. Uh, from them, and and it just gives Jared Goff an, an actual chance in this in this league. Um, he has an actual chance, and a lot of pieces on their offense that they've added is overlooked because of the Sammy Watkins signing, the Robert Woods signing, Cooper Cup. People aren't talking about Andrew Whitworth and John Sutherland helping their offensive line and helping Todd Gurley. Uh, and I think this this defense under Wade Phillips and and with Aaron Donald there, if he if he returns, he's holding out at the moment. I think that'll get sorted. Uh, I think they will. Uh, I think they'll definitely exceed that five wins. I have them at seven and nine. I think they will. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're good to beat Seattle once a year. You know that. Yeah. So Josh wants them to finish the Jeff Fisher era and then come in and Perfectly. go seven and nine. It's, I think it would, it's very poetic. Yes, it would be. It's very, <laughs> very funny. Um, okay. So I'm looking at it similarly, but I just see the teams around them have gotten better. And, you know, here they... Before Shanahan took over, you could have seen like the Rams just, you know, two wins against San Fran. I think I split them, possibly. Yep. Which could easily happen. And so I'm looking at the Rams as yes, they're going to improve, but there's still so much ground to go. Oh, 
Of course. Uh, there's so much ground to go and you don't know how... The, this is where it comes to... When you look at LA and you think, all right, the Rams were the first team to go there. So the, the LA kind of adopted them and now the Chargers are going into town and they're like, you know, do we do we change allegiances? Because if anything, by our predictions, Chargers are going to be the team to root for in LA. So are they going to, you know just start selling their Rams jerseys and go all in on the charges or how, how's the LA public going to handle that? So that's one aspect of it. And, you know, what are the support around the Rams going to be going into this season? I think Sammy Watkins, yes, is exciting, but he hasn't been the same player since his rookie year. And Goff still, we haven't seen him, but yes, he has looked good in preseason, but preseason we know is a different beast of the regular season. Yep. So there's that, the defense will keep him in plenty of games. Oh, for sure. But the offensive line, yes, they got Whitworth and things like that. But he's, this, he's four years older than their coach. But, but still, very, very leaky. It's <laughs> <That's> my favorite thing. <laughs> McVeigh gives him a huge, huge chance. Yep. He's just, just. I know I've said optimism a lot with all these teams, but the optimism in the Rams. Compared, compared to when Fisher was in yeah. town, of course, there's things to be excited about. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Gurley must be loving it. Yep. There's, uh, the pressure's not on him anymore. No, exactly. Um, what about a good team name? Two Gurleys, one Cooper Cup. No? No I good? I don't condone this. You're shaking your head at me. Uh, Sean McVay, we're going to have a new segment in this season, but he, I feel like he's going to be featured a lot. He loves Coach Stork, even for a 31-year-old. He must have grown up watching the Paganos of the world. Uh, all right, moving on to the NFC North. So we Sorry have, for why, everyone. We Please. both have Seattle uh, winning that division quite easily uh, and Arizona in the playoff hunt. Uh, the NFC North, Green Bay, obviously Aaron Rodgers, and you know every year good for 10 wins, but the uh, season win total for them is at 10.5. Over that is 220. Under that is $1.71. Josh, you're high on the Green Bay Packers this year. Are we all not high on the Green Bay Packers? You're especially high on the Green Bay Packers from what I can see from our uh, scribblings here and working out and our uh, calculations. Our calculations? Um, all right, well, a couple of things. There were, there's, especially last year, I feel like they were trying to sort things out. Yep. And I, I think, you know, Fat Eddie's gone. The whole Fat Eddie experience is just gone now. Every year they were like, should we get a new running back? Nah. Eddie will come back better than ever. He did P90X this year. He did the, the celebrity slim shake diet the year before that. He did the lemon detox. He tried everything. And now the he's... Mad, but, mad, mad Dog's <laughs> mad dogs milkshakes? Was that Adam McDoodle? <laughs> Doodle? McDougal. <laughs> I said McDougal. <laughs> Oops. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, deep water now. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's gone. Ty Montgomery is, he's put on, he's put on a bit of, uh, a bit of weight to be able to handle this role, but he looked yep. good last season. He, he did look good. Yes, he yeah. is a converted wide receiver, so we all have to Pretty still good. remember that. But he ran well. Yeah. He yeah. did really r- run well. And so you've got that. You've got Martellus Bennett in the building now, which is. Haven't had a good tight end since Finley. Yeah. And I don't know. Just something about. He hasn't always been a huge touchdown scorer, but he is. He would definitely take more looks away from the defense now. So yep. I think the defense is going to have to focus a bit on the the tight end now, which previously they just they just didn't. Yes, yep. 
Richard Rogers did the Hail Mary catch last year and oh, will go down in history as one of the cult figures of the Wooten Y podcast show. But yeah, I think everywhere else now, I think they understand. I think they understand that Devante Adams is the second is wide receiver two now. Yep. Nelson is a year removed from his ACL, so that's... God, he finished the year so good. He finished it terrifically. Rogers looks just comfortable. He doesn't have the whole Olivia Munn thing on his shoulder as well. That, that's great. Him. That's Fine. great. Fine. You know, we should celebrate. The, the, the rest in peace for Packers blogs blaming Olivia Munn for Packers losses. We'll yeah. never get that again. So now, if something happens, Wait, it's no, not no, Olivia. we'll get. Is the lack of Olivia Munn affecting Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' performances? All right, over under week seven. When will that happen? <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> And the defense, the defensive side of the ball, just... I I don't know about that. It, it looks it, littered with holes. I, think I it, still don't know what they're doing at corner. I don't hate the corner situation. Matt Collins killed them. In the preseason, you're like, yeah, we're never going to let Julio Jones did what Ladarius Gunter... What, what Julio did to Ladarius Gunter in the playoffs. Matt Collins did it to Ladarius Gunter like, <laughs> literally the next game. I reckon, to be honest, I think they'll be fine. Kevin King and Josh Jones, the two highly drafted rookies early, first first two picks. They really need them to perform and perform well. Otherwise, they're going to face the same issues they had last year in the playoffs in that they can't keep up with teams just putting points and yards on them. As good as Aaron Rodgers is, you can only go so far in the playoffs with a, with a sieve of a defense. You, you know that. I know that. It's hard. It's so hard. I mean, speak just, to your own team. Philly's defense looks weird. Yeah, well, they're fine. <laughs> but it's just, you know, we've seen it so many times where, you know, quarterbacks have got their team in the lead with a minute to go. I agree. Get... But, we're, I mean, yeah, when we're talking about these teams that have poor defenses, they don't have Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. He's so, the best quarterback on the planet. He's just unreal. You've got him at 14-2. and two. I've got him at 12-4. and four. Uh, So, yeah. I reckon we should have put him at thirteen and three. To be honest, look, I could have had him at thirteen and three, but I think if they had the second seed locked up in the playoffs, they might just rest their players in the in the last week. So uh, that could be a reason behind it, and that's kind of what I did with uh, Pittsburgh as well. Moving on to the Chicago Bears now, and they're a team which are the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> five and a half is the win total. Over two dollars and five cents. Under is a dollar eighty, and we're both well and truly under on Chicago. They haven't just an brutal, brutal schedule to start the season, and it was so hard to find wins. So at what week do you think they start Mitch Trubisky? They don't. You don't? You think he's going to sit the entire year out? Yes. They play, here we go, they play the Falcons, then the at Buccaneers, Steelers, Packers, Vikings, Ravens, Panthers, Saints, then their bye week. They could be 0-8. Start the year. And they will be 0-8. I think they will be. And I think and that is when Mitch Trubisky starts. I think week 10 at home to the Packers is when Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky will start. So your first game, you want to send your rookie quarterback out? Against Ladarius Gunter. Is yes. it at home? At home. They're at home. After the bye. You've had two weeks of transition. Yeah. You, but you, against Green worked... Bay, who have just annihilated the, the first half of the yes, season. Yes, but at this point, you've got fans upset. You've got to save your job. Mike Glennon hasn't quite worked out. If you've, if you've won one or, these, one or two of these games, that you when you look at the schedule, if they can win one or two of these games, then Mike Glennon must be okay, or their defense is vastly improved. And when you look at their defense on paper, I can't see them being that good enough to carry them to victories against I'd these I'd want teams. to throw him in week 16 or 17 if it comes down to this. What about the last, you know, five weeks of the season? 49ers, Bengals, Lions, Browns, and Vikings. 
that's probably a better a better schedule for you. Yeah. But, but it's I hard still, when you're 0 and 8 trying I to sell tickets. I don't want him playing. Yeah, it, it is a lost season. You can see you see what an advantage it is when you is sit it out. It is. is. It? I mean, Why? look look at Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't help Paxton Lynch. Look at Aaron Rodgers, but Paxton Lynch isn't good. That's what I'm saying. So we know, we've seen Trubisky. He looks pretty good. But tri- Paxton was yeah. thrown in there halfway through a game, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, injuries happen, but I don't know. I I think you need to, at least if your season's lost, play him some games and just get some reps in and get him accustomed to the game speed, and then you can roll him out week one next year as your fully fledged starter. That's why I said only like I wouldn't. Okay, I'd... you just wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Okay. Do you want like? I think he, could he still needs some game time. Broken. Still think he needs some game time this year, given that your season's lost. Look, they do have some nice pieces on defense, but it's just they're just not good enough. It's just a lot of inconsistency. They've got random patches of great players. Still too many holes in the secondary, uh, for my liking. Their offensive line's great. They're going to run the ball quite well with Jordan Howard, but we're projecting Jordan Howard. You know, could he be the next Jeremy Hill where he had a great rookie year, but is he still just another guy or is he special? We we don't know that yet. Uh, so we both had them at 2-14 and 14 and, and four either all games. So their ceiling at, the, at most is six wins. And as we said, schedule's so brutal. Uh, Minnesota now is a team. They started the year so hot last year, so hot. Uh, eight and a half is the win total. Over $1.77, under $2.10. What's your thoughts on them? I see that you've got them six and ten, a little bit lower on them. Six and ten's a bit harsh, isn't it? A little bit. It is a little bit harsh, but at, when I when I look from top to bottom, it doesn't just excite me. Is there anything jumping out at you? Just thinking. Oh, they're, awesome. they're, their defense really excites me. I I really like their defensive front. You know, Linville, Joseph, Daniel Hunter, Everson Griffin, Anthony Barr are all really, really, really great players. Harrison Smith's one of the best safeties in the NFL. But the offensive line is a massive issue. And that's why Sam Bradford was only throwing it like three yards per attempt last year because I want to, I want to back that up, but who's been doing it? Any offensive line he's ever had. Yes, it was the, it was the, the smallest in history. Yep. And now you're going to come into the season with pretty much, it's going to be the Bradford to Rudolph or Bradford trying to hit to digs. digs. Special every week, and then if they, you know, want to get away from that and they want to run the ball, how are they going to be able to with this poor offensive line? Yeah, Dalvin Cook looks good though. He looks terrific, but at the same time, when you have a line like that, yeah. it's just tough. I think it 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 is good for Cook in the fact that Bradford is a dink and dunk quarterback, and will he'll use Dalvin Cook a lot. Yeah, and I, I like that, but. Anywhere else is just a bit rough. I just, I see them, I struggle to see them get, being exciting. Mm. I, in saying that, like their offensive line's still bad, but it's still a, like they actually improved it off last year. Last year was one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen, but their tackles are still Riley Reef and Mike Remmers, which is going to be an issue for them. Um, and that's why I've got them at 8-8, eight and eight, but in saying that, they're a team that I could see in the playoffs very easily. Um, I think Sam Bradford's a good player. I think he'll... Oh, look at this. I think he was all right. Oh, if he has a little bit me. more time, I feel like he'll be better. And I can't deal with you. Dalvin Cook will be much 
much more of an asset for them. The run. So game. I, I'm completely on the they're Sam the anti, Bradford the bandwagon for years and years and years. And here you come along. <laughs> I mean, I've maybe always was, been on. I was just hanging off. Maybe it was the Philly jersey that was just rubbing me the wrong way. And the Rams he jersey. He looks great in purple. Brings out his eyes. This. What would you do with Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, Starting on pup and. See how he's at and selling to the Jags, selling to the Jags mid-season for whatever you can. No, I I don't know. Uh, just I'm just glad that he's healthier and on a, on a right trajectory to to be back in the NFL. Do you think? All right, Bridgewater comes back. You can trade Bradford for a first round pick again? No, <laughs> probably not. Uh, they they did very Howie. well there. Very very good job by uh, what's your GM's name? I know he. Howie. he I know he prefers vanilla to chocolate. Howie. Remember that. Vanilla and chocolate are the same thing. All right. Uh, all right. The Detroit Lions are another team that, you know, we, we mentioned the Chargers losing so many close games. The Detroit Lions won so many games last year despite trailing in the fourth quarter. Uh, seven and a half win total, over 250, under uh, is $1.57. Uh, you've got them at five and 11. This division confuses me. <laughs> I've got them at seven and nine. Uh, so a little bit of variation there, but definitely both on the under here in terms of the seven and a half. It's a hard. Stafford, they were just, re- they weren't a really good team last year. I think people look at their win record and they're like, yeah, they're good. You know, they won this amount of games last year, but they were extremely lucky to win so many games and they're a perfect regression candidate. Plus, and, they lost their starting left tackle. Yeah, and but we say they were lucky, and yet they lose Hail Mary. And yeah, <laughs> so you've, you've got to you think about that. Defense is still a massive, massive issue. They're expecting some uh, contributors. Uh, contributors. Did I start on contributors de- <laughs> on defense from uh, like fifth round rookies like Anthony Zettel and and things like that, and former bust DJ Hayden, but. Man, Greg Robinson's their starting left tackle right now. That's that's not good. No, it's not good at all. They need something out of Amir Abdullah, some consistency, some some extended plays on the field because he's been injured and inconsistent. Theo Riddick's always there as well, but they need Amir Abdullah to help sort of complement that offense and keep them in games. And I think you will. There we go. All right, so <laughs> we're both on the under. We don't think Detroit, we're the perfect regression candidate. It's not much more... I'm look- more else to say. I can see them easily, though, scraping into a wild card spot. This whole division is confusing, and that's why I, I started the d- off yeah. saying that. I I also think Golden Tate has a better year this year. I, I think Marvin Jones has a more consistent year this year as well, and Kenny Golladay will fill that Anquan Bolden role for them as well. I, great number three. See, I do think that he'll come into the number three, but that's where I think Golladay will go to the outside and Tate will come into the slot where he was more successful. Yep. Um, and a lot of people are projecting Golladay as being like the guy. I think we need to just calm down a little bit about that, project more into the future rather than immediate. Think about the future. Think about it. All right, let's move on to the NFC South, one of the most exciting divisions in football, and we'll start with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, nine and a half is a win total, despite making the Super Bowl last year and... and being well and truly in the box seat to win the Super Bowl. Dollar eighty seven over, dollar ninety five under. Brand new stadium. No uh Kyle Shanahan, Steve Sarkeesian, um, in the offensive coordinator oh, yeah. role. Obviously we can expect some offensive regression without Shanahan, but they have Taylor Gabriel now from week one. Austin Hooper is an upgrade for them over Tammy and looked good down the stretch as well. 
And then their defense has improved a lot. They've they've added Dantari Poe alongside Grady Jarrett. Desmond Trufant's back. So this is the perfect Dan Quinn defense where they've got youth and energy and speed. I feel like they're not going to regress. I only see them regressing slightly on offense for the fact that Shanahan's gone. And there's not there's not much else I look at. I'm not uh, viewing this team as poorly as I did last year. I will never make that mistake again. <laughs> they're not picking first. <laughs> um, how, yeah, I, it's just that fact. Every team that Shanahan has left, you've seen just regression yep. offensively the next season. And that is... You know, it's to be expected yeah. when you've gone from such Highs. a prolific offense to, you know, with your offensive coordinator leaving, you, you've got to expect some regression on the offensive side of the ball. Defense, fine. Their defense is so good. I'm and fine. With Shanahan leaving, he left Houston, Cleveland, and Washington, where they all had sort of young quarterbacks or question marks at the quarterback position. You've got a seasoned veteran, an MVP, who can retain a lot of what he's learned and learn from it, jot it down, understands the playbook, can make changes himself, design plays himself. So I don't expect as much regression. And a lot of people are saying, you know, the last time the Falcons went on a deep playoff run, they came right back to the pack immediately. They didn't have as young as a defense as this when that happened last time. Ryan carried them deep into the playoffs that first time with an older defense with some many, many flaws. This defense does not have many flaws at all. In fact, I I, I like their defense a lot. I think they're... Uh, Gonna be fine. I think they win uh, thirteen games. I think they go thirteen and three, <laughs> even in this tough division. Yeah, uh, where are you? You're at twelve and four. I'm at twelve and four, so I'm not very far away. That's so fine. we're on yeah. the same. All right, moving on to the New Orleans Saints. Who, uh, you know, could this be the year they, their defense finally at least gives them a, a mediocre chance to win a lot more football games? Their season win totals at eight and a half over at two dollars forty, under at a dollar sixty one. Their uh, defense has been a, a big problem for them for many, many years. They've actually gone seven and nine now uh, in three straight years, four out of the last five years. Are they the new Rams? No. Wise nodding at me. No. They're the Rams. All right. I look at the Saints. The off their defense is just going to be the same. <laughs> I don't see it drastically you don't think improving. That they're, uh, they're, they're draft this year, adding some youth and and some starters. I do think Marcus Lattimore. I, I know do, you're a big fan of uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Them, sorry, I do see their defense better, but I don't see it as enough enough to look at it any differently. Yep. I see, you know, youth possibly down the stretch, possibly the last you know five games or so you do see gradual improvement and things like that. But it's just, it's going to be the same old. It's going to be the offense, you know, balling out in the dome. Um, Adrian Peterson, yes, he's on in age, but he is, you know, a veteran who just knows what he has to do. And yes, he has obviously, he's lost a step. But having that guy in your building... Helps. Of course. Yep. And he's never played in a team like this. So you've got to look at it that way. I think, yes, they did let go of uh, Brandon Cooks, but Michael Thomas came on leaps and bounds last year. Willie Sneed suspended for three games as well, uh, just mentioning. And they also remember the loss of their left tackle and their center um, to some injuries early on. So we've got to wait for them uh, to bounce back uh, and uh, help that offensive line. So they're a little bit struggling. Lucky that Ryan Ramchick, pick sort of came in handy uh, top of the first round so we'll 
have to wait to see you know what this patchwork offensive line can do for Drew Brees. But they played 12 games in a dome this year, which is going to help Drew Brees massively. So they're going to put up points. He's so he's so used to playing in the dome. Yeah. So he's, it's his home. <laughs> goes, home in a dome. He goes to his house and it's just a dome. <laughs> Driveway, dome. Just everything's a dome. Loves it. Under the dome. I don't even Terrible know Terrible show. Have you seen that? It's shocking. It didn't look It's good. a good book. Why do you try to watch it? It's a good, no, Have well, you read, read a book? I read Under the Dome. Stephen King. Yeah. Your missus good. would be thrilled. Yeah, she, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't tell her. I feel like she would make me try and read Harry Potter again, and I don't want to do that. Anyway. All right, yes. moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the uh, the Hard Knocks team. Uh, a lot of hype surrounding their young quarterback, Jameis Winston, in this offense. Eight and a half is the win total, over a dollar eighty, under two dollars and five cents. I've got them at nine and seven. Oh, by the way, you had New Orleans at nine and seven. Even though you you don't believe in their defense that much, you just believe in Breeze. I believe in the offense. Yes. yes. All right. Uh, so we we're flipped a little bit on Tampa and New Orleans, and that makes sense. Uh, I've got them at nine and seven. You've got them at seven and nine. I don't buy the hype. <laughs> It, it it is hard, like the Hard Knocks team. It's very easy to fall in love with them, but they've got weapons galore. They've got weapons everywhere. Uh, they've got depth in their weapons. Their offensive lines improving. Doug Martin looked really really good the preseason. He'll be back week four. The the one slight for them, or a obvious slight, is the safety pairing, Tandy and Conti. It's that's an issue. Uh, that's gonna uh, help, uh, not help them, but affect them in games and. It'll have to be on Jameis to help them put up points to keep up with the with the points that they're going to leak. Um, they need Gerald McCoy to stay healthy all year to put pressure on the quarterbacks. He's a special, special player. I'm glad he's getting the attention and love he deserves from hard knocks. Yeah, so a few things here. Um, Deshaun Jackson's good for six games. <laughs> like six, eight, roughly. He does go missing quite a bit, right? And even the games that, you know, he's not hurt, he does come in a lot and act as a decoy. Yes, yeah. that does help the team, but obviously it's not as good as him running fully healthy around catching, you know, deep deep bombs from Winston. You said the you said the secondary pairing. I the whole defense I'm not buying is this uh, like kind of above yeah, average I unit. I still think they're, they're a pass rusher away. Yeah, and they but their the secondary just isn't I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. I don't. Brent Grimes is finally going to hit the 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 age hill or what? Because Vernon Hargraves, you're a fan of. I am a fan of Vernon Hargraves, but Vernon Hargraves is very is a very opportunistic player. It's risky. He it is, and you know he can get beat badly. And yes, um, Grimes Grimes is starting to age, and he is a smaller cornerback. And I just think there's. Going up against Julio, Grimes isn't going to stand a chance. Yep. I'm and, sorry, and no matter how good you are. Yep. And Michael Thomas is huge. And then yep. you've got Kelvin Benjamin in Carolina. So all your rivals have these enormous, yep. enormous wide receivers who yep. will beat him for the jump ball every time. So you've got, you're looking at that. Then Vincent Jackson is just pretty much irrelevant in the offense now. You've got Doug he's, Martin who's... He's gone. Yeah. Completely irrelevant. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's been irrelevant for years. So. Yes. And then you've got... As in he's not a hindrance anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Mike Evans, everything can't re- just be down to the Winston to Mike Evans connection. You, you, of, your offense has to be more dimensional than just that. Yep. OJ Howard is a good blocker and he's not going to make an immediate impact 
um, receiving passes straight away. Make America braid again. <laughs> and br- if braid is the most exciting thing you have at tight end... You're not excited about this offense at all? Not really. Wow, okay, not buying the hype. I am, I, I think they're going to be good. I think... Nine and seven good. I, I think to Sean and Jack. No, I just think if they played in any other division apart from the NFC South or the uh, AFC West, I think they they win ten games. Um, if they played in the AFC South, they'd probably win the division. I, I feel like um, them and the Titans would be battling that out. But I don't trust Winston. Okay. Do you trust Winston? I do. He has a lot of like Brett Favre, Jay Cutler in him, where like he'll just he trusts himself. He'll just say so much and just throw it. You he know, do, he Which trusts is fine. himself. A little bit too much. Yeah, like the the play the other day where he was getting dragged down backwards and he just throws it up in the air. Like, just throw it out. Um, and that's that's tough. But, man, he can make some really accurate deep passes. So I, I feel like Deshaun's going to open the field up for Cameron Brait and OJ Howard and Adam Humphreys and then Chris Godwin as well. I, I, I like this team, but, yeah, you're right. I feel like the defense is a player or two away. Like, Quan Alexander makes a lot of tackles and... But they're still just a linebacker and a pass rusher away for me, and, and obviously the safety is a huge concern. So, you've got them at seven and nine. Mm-hmm. All right, last couple of teams. I do here. have them as the highest possible fluctuation of any team in the division, though. So yeah, you have them as eleven either all games. I've got them at ten. New Orleans was a team I had the highest with thirteen either all games. Uh, the last team on our list is Carolina, and we're both. Uh, similar to the Chargers, we're both high on this team. Uh, we're expecting a, a bounce back. From them, uh, you've got them at eleven and five. I've got them at ten and six. We both have them with uh, ten or eleven, uh, either all games. And then the Vegas uh, line for them is currently nine, and over is a dollar eighty-three. So many expecting double-digit wins for the Carolina Panthers this year, and it's not just because of Christian McCaffrey. It's it's a whole collective of things. Uh, Cam Newton being healthy. A lot of it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, but... <laughs> how, I'm excited to see how they're going to use him. Uh, yep. Because, obviously, Jonathan Stewart's still around, but they're going to line McCaffrey up in the slot. They can line him out wide. Um, you know, split backs with Stewart, even with Curtis Samuel. And then Kelvin Benjamin's looked the best he has in years. Yeah. I, I, I just like that everyone's healthy. Everyone's healthy there. I know it's one player, but McCaffrey does, you know... It's a matchup. It's an entirely different dimension that that's added to this team. It, uh, you know, a dimension that the team has been missing for... Ever since Cam got there, really? Yeah. When was the last time they had a great running back? Well, not so much running back, just, you know, that short, speedy player. Like, there it hasn't been... To be all deep stuff. No one's had any... They haven't had anything like that. Yes, they've got Benjamin back. He's a huge, huge, huge target. And the strength of sh- schedule for the Panthers is one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL this season. So, great schedule for Newton to get back into, you know, a rhythm and his ways because, you know, everyone is excited when Cameron's playing the, the way he is. Yep. By yep. the way, Cameron. Cam- Cameron. Cam? Cameron Newton. Cameron no, Newton. That's is fine. His, we, can that his full we can name? call him Cameron if we want. Is that his full we'll name? We'll call you whatever we damn want, Cameron. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, 30th ranked Cameron schedule. Cameron Newton. 30th ranked schedule by uh, Football Outsiders. So, yeah, one of the... One of the easiest schedules, uh, definitely the easiest in the NFC. The Jacksonville Jaguars have the second easiest schedule, according to football can we, outsiders. Can we just go through the, the start of... Can we just... You go through this, right? Go through their schedule, and you look at their number one corner in each of these teams, okay. and tell me how Kelvin Benjamin isn't going to have a terrific season. Yep. And I also want to mention, while I load this up... Um, 
if the Panthers are going to win 10 games, obviously they're going to get a ton they're gonna of... win 11. They're going to have a ton, according to you, <laughs> a ton of pass rush from the interior in Starla, Tulala, and K1 Short, obviously. Terrific but um, Charles Johnson and Pepper's back. Mario Addison back again. But they need good sophomore seasons from James Badbury and Daryl Worley. And then Captain Marilyn is there as well. Uh, let's look at their schedule. So the 49ers. Terrific. The Bills. Terrific. Saints. Terrific. Patriots. That's it. All right. Struggle. So you've got one. The Lions. Mm-hmm. The Eagles. All right. That's a little bit different now, but yeah. The Bears. Great. The Bucks. Great. So the first eight games, two two tough matchups at corner for Kelvin Benjamin. And that's one player. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am expecting a big week one uh, showing from Christian McCaffrey in this offense against the 49ers. So we're both expecting the Carolina Panthers to bounce back in a big way and, and make the playoffs. We have them... Um, at 11 and 10 wins, which will put them in the playoffs. And we expect uh, big things from them. Cam Newton, if, if he didn't play that one drive in the preseason, I'd be a little bit more worried and have maybe more either-or games. But he showed, it was only one drive, but he showed full range of his shoulder. Yeah, Cameron really showed that, uh, you yeah. know, he's fine. And Cameron is really... <laughs> no, no, Cam Newton is the kind of player that yep. when he's down in the dumps... Confidence-wise, he really he, he kind of he yeah. brings his whole team down with him, but his schedule being so light and so um, favorable just for the Panthers, wave. just ride that wave exactly. He just ride that confidence, and he will just feed off his team, and the team will feed off him, and it's just a win-win for Carolina. It's just like me riding that wave off you, baby. When you're flying, your confidence is high. Wooten, why? Unstoppable. Staring at each other's we're, eyes right now. We're just it's really weird. We're fourteen and one in in everything that we do. Fifteen chopping wood. We just keep doing what we do. Next man up. Take one week at a time. No, not next man up. Uh, all right, no. <laughs> no, it's just the two of us. There's no next man up at Team Wooten. Why? Uh, as always, that wraps up our NFC preview. Follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. You can follow me at This Is Woot. Follow the show at Wooten. Why? Remember, iTunes review in 2017. Going to draw to win signed merchandise. Oh, that is. Ooh, baby. That's juicy. Baby. Juicy, juicy. juicy.